is it helpful for devotees to do a phd especially in something like gita and leadership so that they can increase the outreach of the gita yes there can be multiple ways of outreach and academic outreach is also one of the ways of outreach so when shri prabhupad formed the bhaktivedanta institute at that time after meeting him the devotees made a uh, made a um, vision statement about what are the objectives of bhaktivedanta institute and bhaktivedanta institute originally was meant not just for scientific preaching but it was meant for in general scholarly preaching of all kinds including science so they said that bhaktivedanta institute should target four kinds of audiences scholars uh college students uh, general readers the educated general readers and devotees that means devotees should become devotees who are who are intellectually inclined can be trained to do that kind of preaching further okay for academic scholars and books can be written papers can be written and students are going to become the future scholars so they can be reached and for general people uh also they said there are there are even among scientists there are something some people who are called as science popularizers or they call popular scientists popular they are called popular science writers so like that there are some people who can uh, write for the general audiences also so like that we as devotees right now uh, within iskon the primary outreach is through those who come to iskon whether it be to our temples or they read our books or they come to our festivals so but there are many other forums through which people are being influenced and uh, as far as reaching out to students yes there are some youth initiatives that are happening but reaching out to scholars that's not happening much and reaching out to general people through the mass media such as television newspaper that's also not happening much now for reaching out through this mass media uh, a phd may be helpful as a starting point as somebody has a phd in bhagavad gita then the newspapers may come as a resource but later on one's credibility depends on one's contribution it just doesn't depend on one's qualification there are of course even phd is not such a rare thing now there are thousands of phds are there mm. so if you want to do a phd you have to be clear which forum do we want to influence see broadly we can with respect to communication we can say it can be of four modalities so insider to insider insider to outsider outsider to outsider and outsider to insider that means somebody comes to our temples for a program and then they hear from that is that is or the, the temple bhagavatam class that is have daily that is like insider to insider say we go to colleges and we conduct some one time programs or some courses that is insider to outsider now say some new person wants to hear hey, what is this bhagavad gita then they go and search on wikipedia or they read some book on hinduism uh, then that is what is happening is outsider to outsider and if we go and do phd then basically we are submitting ourselves to the outsider to insider form of learning because if we want to get academic qualifications we have to initially at least learn their way of thinking their way of analyzing 
and sometimes that can that can disturb us because their way of um, uh, looking at scripture is quite critical and uh, quite uh, in the in the insider to insider mode of communication uh, faith is considered a virtue and doubt is considered a weakness but in the academic study of religion doubt is considered a virtue that means you are not just a gullible believer you can doubt this you have adequate criticality and criticality is considered a virtue so if you the more you can doubt the more you are considered to be intellectual so the so the method of studying itself is different not is different we could say to some extent is opposite they study the same book but the method of studying is significantly different and that outsider to insider mode of studies it's quite demanding unless we are very intellectually strong intellectually as well as spiritually strong it may be it may be damaging to our faith and confusing to our understanding now suppose we go through that whole grill and then we get a phd then we have to be clear what is the purpose is it just to increase our appeal uh, in our insider to outsider or insider to insider communication that means you know when as a devotee is being introduced a college program is going on and said this devotee has a phd in bhagavad gita people may be impressed and people may come for the program more but eventually we see that people's commitment doesn't depend on the qualification how much inspiration they get from the speaker so uh, for enhancing our immediate outreach a phd may help as a as a as a, an increaser of initial attraction but it mean it doesn't really help in terms of sustaining the spiritual attraction or growth of people that is a different ball game then if one wants to do some specialized kind of outreach say one wants to go to a mass audience that also it may again help in the initial but if one wants to really change the mainstream way of thinking then that requires uh, almost a dedicated changing of one's profile so if you have to for example change some academic way of understanding of things then it's not just enough to get a phd after that we have to write papers we have to contribute to academic conferences and then maybe write books and then actually to get books uh, published through the peer review process in the academic world is also not easy just like suppose somebody wants to write an article in btg then back to godhead if say some student some boy or some young man who is from mayawadi background he comes and he wants to be a mayawadi explanation of the gita now the editors will not allow it that's because they want to be faithful to the parampara uh, but so something similar in the academic world they have peer review and if somebody gives a radically opposite understanding of what is the mainstream academic understanding they will not exaggerate they will not suppress it but they will not immediately accept it so one has to really rigorously study and explain things and slowly establish one's credibility so uh, last year i was in uh, los angeles and i met dutakarma prabhu dutakarma prabhu is dedicated as last from 84 onwards roughly so it's almost uh, 30 years of his life now to 
to scientifically critiquing the theory of evolution and i asked him that you know has the mainstream perception of education of evolution changed today so he said as far as i can see there's no change the atheists have become more hardline the religionists have also become more hardline the debate has become more polarized but he said what has happened is you know by his hard work his writings have been translated into many languages he's been invited in universities and places all over the world to give talks now that invitation or his publication also doesn't mean his view has become accepted but at least it has become presented so he says that by his efforts iskon has come on the intellectual map of the science religion dialogue otherwise we were not even a participant over there <coughs> see it's like somebody is right and somebody is wrong and i want to prove that you are wrong and i am right but if i am not even allowed a voice over there then what does how can i say that i am right so for example somebody wants to there's a panel discussion going on somebody in the audience and in the panel discussion the the audience feels that everything in the panel discussion is wrong all of them are wrong well but from the audience you cannot shout at them you will have no credibility but in the future if say this person becomes a good good scholar or respectable person they are invited on the panel once they are invited on the panel then they exp- explain the panel now it's they are still one member of the panel if they give a persuasive presentation people may accept but still it's a panel and there will be different opinions over there so at the very least what has happened is we have been invited to the panel but still there are other people who are maybe bigger in the panel in terms of influence in terms of prestige they may still be bigger so changing the mainstream conceptions will require many generations and just as say if um, a mayavadi comes to iskon then that mayavadi will have to will have to very much conceal one's mayavadi isn't it mm. so similarly if a devotee goes into academia it's not a accurate example but to some extent it is similar that you know we have we cannot openly say i am a devotee if you say what happened was at one time some young earth creationists young earth creationists are a particular group of christians who claim that the earth is 6000 years old based on a literal interpretation of the bible so now they are very much ridiculed in the mainstream media and it's almost utterly indefensible so that the earth is 6000 years old but they so is a whole group of them almost like 20 or so 20 25 people they went through different universities and they did phd in biology hmm. paleontology and various fields related to biology and while they were doing the studies they did not speak one word critiquing evolution is accepted they wrote their thesis got their degrees and after that with the degree phd got from there they just turned around and they started bashing now what happened these are big universities and these people are saying we are phd's from this university and we are saying that the earth is 6000 years old then the universities themselves they became furious because it was their name that was being sullied so after that happened the universities have become very very cautious about not becoming unwitting uh, propaganda tools for some traditionalists with their own dogmas that's why uh, even if you get a phd 
it's it's it can be useful it can definitely be helpful but uh, without a clear vision of what we are going to do after the phd uh, if it's a uh, when is very strong inspiration one can definitely do it but uh, it will require a huge amount of effort and after that what exactly one plans to do so that is important otherwise you just get into phd and then maybe i think maybe i can do this maybe i can do that maybe i can do that right now phd is good for whom for those devotee grahasthas who are who are intellectual and who want to study shastra uh and are not too much interested in pursuing uh, very lucrative careers so for them if they take up jobs in the industry or the other fields they'll not be able to study scripture at all so for them to earn a living in a reasonably respectable way and to be able to study scripture academic studies is good but even then it is demanding to become a phd in any field is not easy and uh, humanities requires a lot of studies lot of uh, lot of training in a particular way of thinking so samal krishna maharaj you know he was a sanyasi guru in iskon and through some iskon contacts he could have got a got a honorary degree from somewhere but when he wanted to do phd he actually went back and he completed his bachelor's then he completed his masters and that also he did not just go to some university which will just give you a degree nominally he went to the toughest universities and he went through their whole program and then finally he did his phd unfortunately krishna had other plans so now his phd has come out and it's a very good book his uh, phd where he has explained prabhupada's theology some in the mainstream academic world prabhupada is often thought of more as a propagandist you know one who is using the gaudiya vaishnava philosophy just to propagate his organization but how prabhu the prabhupada had deep thought and deep philosophical rationale for what he was doing that he has explained very beautifully and faithfully in academic terms so it's not that by reading the madhurya maharaj phd thesis people are going to start chanting hari chanting hari krishna and becoming devotees that that is not the in general that is not the definition of success in the academic world the definition of success is simply that our perspective becomes uh, heard and gradually if our perspective is more reasonable than other perspectives then over decades sometimes over generations the understanding will change max muller when he translated the sacred books of the east at that time he wrote a letter to his wife he said i will not live to see the success of my work so he knew that that academic work requires many many generations so he would probably not have thought when he was translating the books that in future there will be max muller bhavan in india in various places But that's how it worked out. So, it, so academic outreach requires a lot of sattvaguna, lot of patience, lot of hard work, lot of intellectual hard work. It's um. So, if one has some forums where one can reach and where PhD will give additional credibility, then definitely it's good. Otherwise, to uh, and that credibility is going to substantially make a difference. Then it's good. So, for example, one we want to do one-time program in colleges, we're not allowed to do it. But if you have PhD, we'll be allowed to do it. And then we can attract a lot of people to come. so we need just a phd is not going to make a major difference we need to have some supporting structure or at least a vision for creating a supporting structure by which 
the phd can be used as a valuable tool for bringing about a constructive change